And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. I want to continue from where we stopped last week. Uh, Can you go to our text, Mark chapter 11, from verse 22 to 24. I'll read it again and we'll move forward. Amen. Since I want, the reason why I'm spending a little more time on this on these three verses than than before is because first of all the lord would have me spend time on these verses because we need these verses need to move from our head to our hearts amen too long they've been in our head we need them to move from our head to our hearts if you recall last week i said the very first thing we must do amen in order to ensure that we expedite amen if you've asked and you haven't received and you've sought and you haven't found in the natural god answers we know in the spirit amen if you have not done that the bible says if that's your experience amen if you've knocked and the door hasn't been opened amen praise the lord if that is the case if you're hanging in there the bible says the very first thing you must do is have faith in god anybody keep trusting the lord Amen. And keep trusting God. Keep believing God. Amen. Doesn't matter what your need is. If it went up to God, we know in the spirit in Daniel chapter 9 and Daniel chapter 10, God told Daniel from the very first time you put your knees at the altar, from the first time you prayed, I gave the commandment to go. I gave the commandment. Yes. It took 21 days the second time, not because God didn't say yes. Amen. But because there was demonic interference. Mm, Are you with me saints? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what the word says. From the very. For that matter when God came to Daniel. He said beloved Daniel. He called Daniel my beloved. Because he was saying Daniel I delight in you. I think. He was saying I thank myself that you, you hung in there. For 21 days. He said I delight in that. The average saint would, would, would pack, pack and leave. The average saint would get up and leave. But Daniel said, no, I know my father. I know he's a loving God. And I know Mark chapter 7, Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8. Ask and you shall receive. Seek, knock, and the door will be open. Verse 8 is the kicker. Verse 8 says, for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And the one who keeps knocking, the door suddenly will be open. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Daniel knew that. And so he placed the pedal to the metal through prayer. Through prayer and praise. That's what you're doing now. Amen. And shut down the devil. Mm. And there was a breakthrough. So if you're hanging in this morning, brothers and sisters, the very first thing we have to do is have faith in God not in your experience not in my experience not in other people's experience amen but in God praise the Lord amen Isaiah 43 verse 2 I'm just saying this verses keep coming to my mind Isaiah 43 verse 2 says when you walk through the fire <laughs> he said when you pass through the waters he said what I'll be with you <laughs> and through the rivers they shall not what no 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 you're going through that's what he's saying 
Yeah, you'll be touched. You, yeah, but when you come out, you won't smell like smoke. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. But you see, because you live on earth, you see things happen on earth. It's a fallen world. Look, saints, they crucified Jesus. They crucified God in the flesh. Mm? So, so, so if we get a little touch here, a little touch over there, a little roughing up down there, what is that? That's not crucifixion. God could have hovered over the earth when he came. He could have hovered with his four cherubim. That's his SUV. He could have hovered and people would get saved. No, but he became a man and walked the earth, be touched with the very feelings of our infirmities. Amen. So he can effectively represent us. Isn't that a blessing? So my encouragement to you this morning, brothers and sisters, is if you have asked and you haven't, it hasn't manifested in the natural realm. We know God says yes, according to God's word. How many of you would agree that God cannot lie? Titus chapter 1 verse 2 says God cannot lie. Numbers 23 19 says God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it? Will he not make it good? Hath he spoke? Are you with me, saints? That's why we said, let God be true. Every man a liar. Every situation a liar. Every experience a liar. Let God be magnified. Every circumstance a liar. Are you with me, saints? Glory be to Jesus. Oh, bless God. Since we are pressing through, we are taking it by force. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you got to have faith in God. We said faith means forsaking all in trusting him. Forsaking all your experiences. Forsaking all your emotions. Forsaking all your challenges and circumstances and other people's. We got to forsake that and trust in. <laughs> now that's real. That's real. Are you with me, saints? The Bible, do you know, would you agree that the Bible is written not to your mind, your brain? Let me say it again. The Bible is a spiritual book. It is written to your spirit. Amen? It is not written to your mind or your brain or your body or your emotions. No. It is written to your spirit. It tells you how things are in the spirit. If you want to see how your hair look, you go in a mirror. Let me say, Isn't that correct? If you want to see how your makeups look, you go in a mirror. If you want to know how you look in the spirit, you go in the Bible. What, what? Is that right or is that right? That's what the Bible... The, Peter calls the Bible a mirror. He, are you with me? So if you need to know how things are in the spirit, regardless of how you feel, regardless of your emotions, I said emotions are... We thank God for emotions, amen? But emotions are tails. They are not things that... They are not the head. They are tails. They, they just keep wagging. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Bless the Lord. So, we are told, Jesus said, truly, truly, Jesus said, on, Jesus said, sorry to Peter, have faith in God. Verse 22 and verse 23. Let me just read it quickly. He said, for verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, verse 23, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, how many of you enjoyed the testimony of the lady I gave last week? The elderly lady who believed God isn't that a blessing? Amen. The same thing can happen to you, brothers and sisters. You can believe God. Amen. It's not reserved for a select few. 
The verse continues, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. How many of you, how many of you would agree you can have doubt and faith in your heart at the same time? That's what the Bible says. You can have doubt and faith in your heart at the same time. So we got to work on getting that doubt out. Mm, thank God for the faith we have. But we got, and since it doesn't take a lot of faith, the Bible says if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, amen, it's the action that counts. What you say, what you do. Praise the Lord. So if you have, if you do not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which you say, because when you have faith and trust in God, you don't remain quiet. Let me say that again. People who trust in God. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Let me say that again. You missed a good place to say bold. The Bible says the righteous are as, as a lion. Not like shaggy and wimpy. Are you with me saints? Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot, uh, you, the, the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Every time. Because God is with her. God is with him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, you are to be bold as people are looking for bold people. The world is looking for Christians to lead. Well, I know the amen is not strong, but that's okay. Amen. But we know that the world, they're looking for bold Christians to lead. Now. And the Bible says, if you shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Since sometimes we don't think of what the Bible is. We don't think about what the Bible is saying. The Bible says, you shall have whatsoever you say. Think about that. And notice there is no stutter in there. God didn't stutter. God didn't put any qualification in there. He just said it. He just say the prerequisite to having whatsoever thing you so desire is you must say something and there would be no doubt there should be no doubt in your heart. That's it. No doubt in your heart. That's the prerequisite. And of course, we got to use common sense. We know when God says whatsoever things you desire, it has to be within uh, the you know within the um yeah 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 it has to be what God and Jesus Christ died for I'm looking for a particular term I missed that term amen but it has to be within what the salvation package amen I'll tell you why I say that let's go to first John 5 first John chapter 5 verse 14 and 15 It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, what? According to his what? So we know whatsoever you are requesting, it has to be according to his. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he what? He hears us. How many of you, you've... You've asked God for some things. Let me say that again. How many of you in here, or those of you who are looking, you've asked God for some things? The Bible says that if you ask God for some things, he heard you. Can you go back to verse 14, please? It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, in Jesus Christ, that if we ask anything according to his 
He what? This is the confidence we have. We know that he hears us when we ask him for anything. Regardless of what it is. Since I submit to you today that the problem is never God. Never God's giving. It is always our receiving. Yeah. Always. That's where the problem is. That's where. I, I, I was in council. I was in council with some spiritual leaders this week. And they were saying, man, we got to change the way we teach. We got to teach to equip the church now. And not teach to evangelize the church. We got to teach to equip the church. We got to build the church. Amen. You, cannot, you should not evangelize safe people. Okay. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 tells us. It, it delineates the duty of a pastor. Can you go quickly? We'll get back to, to these verses just keep coming to my mind. I'm sorry. I am not disorganized. I know what I'm doing. Amen. Yeah, I'm, I got 15 pages in my hands. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Let's look at the duty of a pastor. Of a teacher. Amen. Or of mature believers. And he gave some pastors, apostles. And can you go to verse 12? Verse 12. This is why he gave verse 14. For the perfecting what? Of the saints. For the work of what? For the edifying of the body of Christ. That's why God gives spiritual leadership. Do you ever see the word to evangelize the saints here? No. So we have to change the way we communicate the word of God. We have to take a book and walk down through it to equip the saints. Are you with me? You take Ephesians and Colossians, the, book that, the, books, the, the books that are similar in message, Ephesians and Colossians, and you teach it. You take Hebrews and Romans, you teach it. You take Revelation, Joshua and Daniel, and you teach it. To equip the saints. And so now we are saying, hey, we got to change the way we do. Th we, we, you know, we've done things in the past. You got to take the word of God. Go back in your original language. See what it means. Identify the train of thought. Oh, uh, God. So the saints can be equipped. Amen. It is for the perfecting of the saints. Notice that notice the God could have God could have put for the maturing of the saints here. He did not put maturing. He just get he he he's keeping the standard high. He said for the perfecting of the saints. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. For the perfecting of the saints. For the what? The work of the ministry. The saints are perfected. They become witnesses. And then they can do the work of the ministry. Until they are perfected. Then they cannot do the work of the ministry. Anyhow. Let me say it again. The saints are perfected. I was at Walmart. And a guy just came and put a truck in my hands and ran. As I called him. I said, sir, 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 sir. He's the one. Who should be talking to me? He placed the truck in my hands and ran. I called him. I said, are you a believer? I'm a believer. I said that you should stand here and explain the truck to me. Why are you running? I asked him, what are you afraid of? Nothing, sir. Nothing's left. I say, I'm not going to read your truck. Because of the way you gave it to me. There is no confidence. You're not sure what you're telling me. So I threw the truck away. Because why? 
that sin has been perfected. So therefore he or she cannot do the work of the ministry. Now the work of the ministry is burdensome. Amen. It's tiring. They're doing it not out of their heart. It's now an obligation. Amen. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying, the building up of the body of Christ. Amen. For the what? Building up of the body of Christ. That's why God put spiritual leaders here. Amen. Uh, can you go to verse 12, verse 13 quickly? And we'll go back to 1 John 5, 14. Till we all come in the unity, what? Of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. <laughs> and, and notice what God wants everybody. God didn't say until some. God is the one who came up with no one left behind. The, the, army, the army has adopted that, but that was always God's agenda. No one left behind. Till we all come... In the, because we are all the children of God. At the ground beneath the cross there is level ground. We all stand on the same level at the foot of the cross. We are all children of God. So till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto what? A perfect human being. No, no, notice how perfect the human being should be unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You teach until saints become little Jesus is walking on the earth. <laughs> you, never see, you never see Jesus give a track and run? No. Jesus would never give a track and run. When he stood up, he was the track. Folks run to him. They press forward. Because they sense life coming from him. Mm? Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, if you have asked anything, can you go back to our verse? First John 4, 5, 4, 14 and 15. I haven't finished it. I didn't forget it, sorry. Can we go back to it? Because the reason why I want to teach, do a little teaching, well, I always do most times. It's because now, uh, now people are saying I have asked and didn't receive. And because of that, because years of, of experience in that, now we are at a place where now is God really real? The devil is, you know, coming at people. Is God really real? All these years I've asked and I never received. So they thought, but I'm going to show you otherwise. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Are you with me? Now the problem, as I said, is we are unable to receive but God always gives. The Bible says God is a spirit. Amen. He's a spirit. John 4 24. Praise the Lord. And so when daddy gives something, he gives it in the Yes, it does. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Are you with me, saints? Now you and I, because First Corinthians 3 9 says we are laborers together, you have to exercise what you have to get what daddy gave. Yes, yes. <laughs> now sometimes if you're at the point where you have reached the, the fullness of the stature of Christ, it happens immediately sometimes. <laughs> the manifestation is instantaneous sometimes. Mm. When you have, when you have, when you have what? When you have grown to the stature of the fullness of, that's a, that's a powerful phrase. 
Lord, I thank you. When you talk like Jesus, you believe like Jesus, you walk like Jesus, you think like Jesus, the predominant thought in your mind always, how should I glorify God? All day! The predominant thought in your mind is how can I glorify God? <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. Mm. So we have confidence. We heard, he heard us. Verse 15 is my verse. Verse 15 says, mm -hmm. and if we know, not an if, and because, the word if here is because, and because we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions of that we desire of him. We, what? we know that we have it. Because the Bible says, because the Bible says in Mark chapter 11 verse 24, whatsoever, it is the conclusion, whatsoever, <laughs> uh, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received, that's when you pray. As you're on your knees, you believe. And if and if the miracle, if and if the manifestation is instantaneous, we thank God. If it's not instantaneous, we still thank God. <laughs> Are you with me, sir? Praise the Lord. You don't go around saying, Well, where is God? I thought, no, no. No, you just start to give thanks. Praise the Lord. You give God thanks. You move to another realm of praising. There is petition. There is the prayer of thanksgiving. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? In these days, we need to understand that. Because lack of... If you don't understand that, the devil will take advantage of you. Mm. He'll let you wreck your life with your mouth. With these emotions. Amen? And these little thoughts. He sent thoughts in our minds to doubt God. Where is your God now? I thought he's a good God. I thought he's a provider. Where is he now? Oh yes he is. And the devil know he is. But he has to sow doubt in our hearts. Because he cannot take us out until he convinces us to take ourselves out. <laughs> uh, the devil has no power. His trick has always been. What's his trick? Yeah, that, that, that's the devil's trick. The devil's trick is 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 uh, lies that's all he, he lies and always trying to undermine what the word says if you are the son of god <laughs> he told adam and eve did god say because if he can get you to doubt what god says and get you to doubt that you are son and daughter of god he got you and when he gets you then he's coming in for the kill <laughs> you see th these are the nuts and bolts of Christendom we should have been taught and properly understood now nothing is wrong with the preach word is what we do with the word when we go home I mean you have a choice to behave your, the same way before you heard the word of God or change that's where humility comes in amen and that is the, until I found out until you put to practice what you already know you'll not get more 
I, I had some Christians saying, Pastor, how I, I read, I don't understand. I read, I don't understand. I said, it's because you haven't put into practice what you know. You are still unforgiving. <laughs> I, anyhow, still grumpy. You read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says, Be kind to one another tender-hearted you would knock on your knees and say god i just found out i gotta be kind can you help me god told me so because i was mean to my wife years ago yeah he told me so i was reading the bible he said right here read it again i read it again you know sometimes you read the bible and you always think about the body of christ i gotta be nice to the body of christ and i smile and the lord said be nice to your wife Yes. You see, and so when God speaks, I obey quickly because I know there is more to come. Amen. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are told here that because we know he hears us whatsoever we ask. We know that we have received it. Our petition, we desire, we have received it. And since some does here to tell you that God has already answered your prayer. Amen? God has already answered your prayer. He's already answered my prayer. There was something I was believing God for, my wife, no, for four years. Two years, three years, believing God for four, three to four years. It just appeared in the mail yesterday. Saturday, right, baby? Just appeared in the mail. <laughs> But, but, I, but I never stopped. We never stopped believing God. We kept confessing the word. Believing the word. And God said, you know, it's amazing how... I came here... The, while I was teaching this right, I was here praying this week. And the Lord said to me, I began praying about the very same thing four years ago. And God said to me, you forgot, son, I've already provided. And I said, oh my God, I forgot. Lord, I thank you. And I began to pray for the people to release it. When, people's are, when people are involved, you have to start interceding for them. You have to ask God to touch their hearts. I, you have to ask God to bring it to their mind. Amen. It has to go through people. And God has to send angels to touch people's heart. Because he has to work within their will. Are you with me? So for God, you need somebody to give you grace. Something has to happen in their life where their heart gets soft. And so they can say, okay, I'll do it for them. That's the way God works. Are you with me, saints? Because people have a will. That's why you have to be careful the way you talk to people. Because you might need something from them. You might have to pray and fast doubly if you have... <laughs> <laughs> glory be to God <laughs> Woo. when you understand how God works how the earth works when you understand that God is not going to override people's will he's not going to handcuff them and say do it for Emmanuel do it for Emmanuel no no he has to wait until a situation come in their life and when they get soft then the angel will put me on their heart or put you on their heart and then the person will go ahead and say okay let me do it that's how he works. That's why sometimes it takes time. Because people are involved. And they can hold the progress. 
That's what happened to Daniel. Daniel's progress was held up. You got it. Oh God, I give. The first time Daniel prayed in Daniel chapter 9. You, you got to see this quickly. And I promise. Oh. Man, I'm jumping. I can't even finish the entire thing. I got it. Ooh, God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. One day, one day we just need to come and sit for maybe five, six hours and just, just teach the word. Take a break, two and a half hours. Drink a cup of tea, a cup of juice. Amen, a Starbucks or something. And then for 30 minutes and come, 30 minutes and come right back. And just go through the word of God. 30, every two and a half hours, take a break. Amen, one day. Let's, can we do that one day? Yeah, let's do that one day. Is that all right? Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, in 1 Kings chapter 18, I want, to sh I want to show you this right here, brothers and sisters. In 1 Kings chapter 18, let's go to Daniel. I was going to look at Elijah. I got so much material. But Daniel chapter 9. Can you go to Daniel, Daniel chapter 9? In Daniel chapter 9, Uh, in Daniel chapter 9, uh, he began praying. He asked God for revelation based on something he had read. And the Bible says while he was praying, if you go back, if you go down, he prayed a prayer. He started praying. Uh, I prayed unto the Lord, my God. And he began to confess and said, Lord, yeah, the great and dreadful God. He began to, amen, express his need to God. And while he was praying, while he, that prays about five minutes, can you go down to where the angel appeared to him? A verse, and when the angel appeared to Daniel, while he was praying, verse 20 something, you saw it when the angel appeared? Verse, he said, while I was speaking, verse 20, and while I was speaking and praying, that's from verse 2 to 20, that's 18 verses. It might take some of us five minutes, amen, to read 18 verses. Some of us read slow, like myself, because I don't want to miss anything. Amen. Confessing my sin and the sin of my people. Notice what happened in verse 21. Verse 21, what happens? And presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God. Amen. The Holy, praise the Lord. Can you go to verse, verse 21? Yeah, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man whom... Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision, amen, at the beginning, he said, while I was praying, for five minutes still on my knees, I got my answer just like that. Immediately. You see what he's saying? While I'm praying, God sent the angel. Mm? Can, you, can you go to what the angel told him? Verse 22. And informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel... I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Can you go to verse 23? Verse 23. When did God dispatch him? At the beginning of your supplication. The commandment came forth and I am came to... Are you with me? As soon as Daniel went on his knees and he began to ask God for revelation knowledge, God said go. It took... Gabriel, five minutes, maybe he was on the other side of the universe eating a, a, a whopper or something. <laughs> on, and it took him what? 
Sometimes we don't, for sometimes we don't, we don't think that there is time and space. For some reason we don't think, we just think, well, just like that. Because, you know, we've had it, heard it preached so many times. Just like that, just like that, just like that. It took God six, year, six days to create the earth and populate it. Are you with me? It didn't happen just like that, just like that. It took God all night to open the Red Sea. So it takes some time. Are you with me, saints? Because these are things God put in place and they are laws. God has to undo his laws. Sometimes. How do you open a sea? How it's stood up as walls and the ground is dry. How is that possible? It took all night for God to do that. But we don't think like that. We've heard just like that, just like that, just like that, just like that. Can somebody say abracadabra? Yeah, that's, that, that, that's, you know, that's the way we, that's the way we've been taught, but, 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 but that's not in the Bible. Are you with me, saints? That's not in the Bible. So we are told, Daniel is telling him, Gabriel is telling Daniel, from the very first time you began praying, I was dispatched. That was the first time. Now I'll tell you what happened. The demons saw the end. Gabriel zoomed to earth. They didn't know what was happening. So they said, okay. Okay. So Daniel got understanding. Thank God for what Daniel got because Daniel got revelation that we now can use to interpret the book of Revelation. And they said, not again. They said, if we see any more angel coming down from heaven, we're going to put up a fight. So Daniel went ahead and prayed again. Mm? The Bible says Daniel prayed from the very first day, and while he was praying, let me while he was praying, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed, nothing happened. No answer in five minutes. Daniel didn't say, Well, where is God? The first time, five minutes, this time, what's going on? He didn't say that. He has knowledge of God, he knows God is a good father. He knows God always answers his prayers. Especially if it's according to his will. And so what he decided. Now listen. Daniel has no knowledge of demons. God never introduced the existence of demons to the Old Testament sins. Because they never had the name of Jesus to fight any demon. That the, the spiritual warfare is only introduced in the New Testament. Are you with me? It is not an Old Testament. Uh, it. For that matter, angels had to, you remember when Gabriel came to uh, Satan, he said, the Lord rebukes you. Christians, we don't tell the Lord rebuke, we don't tell the demons, the Lord rebuke you. We say, in the name of Jesus. That's a New Testament phenomenon. Old Testament people cannot say in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus hadn't died as yet. Some of you looking at me, let's go to Mark chapter, let's go to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16 verse 17. Yeah, yes, Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In whose name? In my name they shall what? Cast out devils. Old Testament saints couldn't do that. So Daniel decided, since I'm not seeing my request manifest, I got to pray. So Daniel took his prayer to another level. Hmm? Sometimes I wonder why prayer is so empty. Mm? Sometimes I wonder 
it really disappoints me. It really breaks my heart because the old church where we grew up in, ooh, Premitin was on fire. Mm -hmm. Premitin was on fire. I mean, filled with people. And people are praying and at the altar, you know, their passionate prayers, slamming their hands on the altar and say, Devil, give it up in the name of Jesus. Miracle signs and wonders took place too. I mean, they were doing what they saw Jesus did. Jesus prayed all night sometimes. Mm -hmm. Set an example for us. Let me move on here. So the second time Daniel prayed, see what happened. Daniel chapter 10 verse 2. He said, in those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. When he didn't hear from God, what did he decide to do? I'm talking too fast. When he did not hear from God, within five minutes of his prayer, like he did in Daniel chapter 9, what did he do? He decided to pray and fast three weeks. He said, I had no pleasant bread, neither did flesh come to my mouth. No fried chicken, no wine, neither did... <laughs> he said, I, I did not anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And then what happened? Suddenly we had a breakthrough. Mm? He didn't throw in the towel and say, well, things didn't work. He didn't break down. He didn't lose heart. Mm? He didn't because he knows that God is not a man that he should lie. Verse, can you go to verse 11? Let's see what happened in verse 11. Let's look at the problem. And he said unto me, oh Daniel, now Gabriel finally breakthrough again. But he broke through when? Three weeks. Daniel chapter 9. Pray pray his presence once and right away. Daniel chapter 10. It took him three weeks. When the angel broke through. Let's see what the angel told Daniel. He said unto Daniel. Oh Daniel. A man greatly beloved. He didn't tell Daniel that the first time. He said to Daniel. I am sent to give you revelation. But this time he said. Oh Daniel. A man greatly beloved and God is so happy he's stuck in there. God was so happy he did not give up like most of us do. Or should I shouldn't say that? No. I'm not criticizing anybody, amen. But I have I have given up myself. When I, I there was a time in my Christian life I didn't understand that. And so most times I walk away and give up. But not anymore. No, no, no. No. So he said, greatly beloved. And notice how he called, how did he call Daniel? Beloved. God called Jesus beloved. Here he's calling a man beloved. How many of you know that God loves us as much as he loved Jesus Christ? Yeah. And we are God's beloved. You know that? You don't have to. Jesus said in John 17 that God would love us as much as he loved him. And God always answers prayers. When you understand that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus, something, something should shift. <laughs> Our thinking. When you sit and you understand God loves me as much as he loves Jesus. I'll tell you what since. You need to meditate on that until that moves from your head to your heart. It'll change your life. It'll change your walk. Your outlook on life will change. So what did he say? He says, greatly beloved. In other words, I delight in you. He said, understand the words that I speak unto you and stand upright. He met him praying. He said, stand up, praying for three full weeks. God is pleased with that posture. But there is a time to pray and a time to stop praying. The answer has arrived. 
He said, For I am sent unto thee. And when he had spoken these words unto me, I stood trembling. Let's hear what he said. He said, verse 12, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten yourself before the Lord, thy words were heard and are that's what he said. He said from the very first day, you prayed just like you prayed the first time. And I sent it for the first day. You prayed the second time. I sent it for the first day. And here is the reason why it didn't come. But the prince, verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with them, with the kings of Persia. I told you when Gabriel zoomed through the first time, the demon said, nobody is coming to Daniel a second time. We are going to put up a fight. And so this time it wasn't Gabriel who came. Another angel. Elder Brenda, when I'm praying, I'm saying, God, please send a strong angel to come through for me. Yes, send me a general, please. <laughs> I thank God for every angel, but I need help right now. Send me a general. Send me Michael. Send me Gabriel. <laughs> hey, glory be to God. I need change. I need it now. I thank God for every angel. Amen. Praise the Lord. But these last days, I need a, I need a general. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. hallelujah glory be to God now you ask God amen to release an angel I, I've, I've heard you know the Bible says they are, they are ministering spirits send forth to minister to those of us who are heirs of salvation so they are our ministering spirits as to you commanding them I'm not sure <laughs> the Bible says you ask God to release them so I ask God to it's God, it's God's angels. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he said, he said to him in, in, in verse 14, Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. Amen. And I thank God that Daniel got this revelation because, brothers and sisters, we are beneficiaries of that. Amen. We can look at the book of Daniel and look at the book of Revelation. Amen. And get revelation knowledge to better understand the book of Revelation. Because a man stood in the gap. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So the problem wasn't God. God answered the first time, every time Daniel prayed. The problem was the devil. And saints, don't be surprised. The devil may be holding up some of our blessings. Long enough for us to turn our backs and leave. Amen. He has held a lot of our treasures. But let me tell you, brothers and sisters, this year he's giving it up. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. You will never find my name on one of his lockers in his locker room. No. If my name is there, what's in there is empty. I have decided. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Do you know why Daniel prayed for 21 days? It's because the angel showed up in 21 days. If the angel didn't show up, Daniel would keep the pedal to the metal until his request manifest. That's the mindset we have to embrace since in these last days. I'm going to keep keeping on until my blessing come through. 
It's not a blessing. The problem is never God. It's always us. Do we have time for last exhibit? The last exhibit? Just the last one, I promise. The last exhibit. You remember Elijah in 1 Kings 18. Elijah told the Israelites, what I do, I did it because God told me to do it. You remember that? Let me give you the exact text. Can you go to 1 18? Because I need you to see this right here. Yeah. 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. And let's look at verse. Um, uh, yes, I'm getting there. I just want to. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. You got it? I'm looking for when he told, is it verse 6, when he told them what I'm doing, I did it because God commanded me to do it. I'm not do, can you go to verse, uh, verse 36, sorry. 1 Kings 18 verse 36. That's Eli, Elijah addressing the Israelites. He brought them on Mount Carmel, you remember that? And he said to them, let it be known, the last part, let it be known this day that Thou art God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at what? God commanded me to do that. I called fire from heaven because God told me to call fire from heaven. I didn't just do that on my own. Are you with me? God told me to shut down the rain, and I shut it down. I didn't just decide to do that on my own, because everything I do has to be in accordance with the will of God. Ah... Uh, are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Whatever you do for God to honor it, it has to be in the will of God. He said, I'm not just acting on my own like a renegade. Now hear me, Elbrand, now hear, hear what he said. Even after God told him so, God said to him, go break the drought. Now you would think, if God told Elijah to go break the drought, all he has to do is say, rain, come forth. God told me. But uh-uh. For him to break the drought, he had to fight for it. Ah, let me show you here in the Bible. Since I'm trying to show you something. Because you see there are laws on the earth and things happen. Amen. And you have to take your authority. Uh, he had a word from, all you need is a word from the Lord. That's all. A word from the Lord, you have God's power and authority and you make your way. I was reading Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And do you know what it says? You shall make your way prosperous. You have to do it. <laughs> I said, God, thank you. You have to make your way prosperous. Nobody is going to come do it for you because you have been given the power to make your way prosperous. First Kings 18, this is Elijah. God told him to break the drought. Notice how he broke the drought. Verse 41 reads, verse 41 reads, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up. Eat and drink, for there is a sound of the abundance of rain. No rain. 90 degree weather. Not one cloud in the sky. But he's got a word from the Lord. And God's word is good all the time. God said there was going to be rain. It doesn't matter how it looks. <laughs> if God said it, it's going to happen. Providing I do my part. 
So the Bible says here, so Ahab went up, he didn't drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he said, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. The man is praying. So he cast himself down on the earth. So he's seated. This is this is how he is. This is how he's praying. Now, back in the old testament, that's how females give birth to babies. That and somebody would catch the baby. He was birthing something. He's, <coughs> he was making rain manifest. You have to birth your miracle sometimes. <laughs> you have to give birth. You, if you have a word from God, you can make it manifest. You can make that baby manifest. You've got a word from God. You've got to work the word. Work it. Work it. Work it. <laughs> Ooh. and so brother he, he he's there praying and he he told his listen what he tells his servant because he needs help amen he said he cannot be disturbed jim he cannot be he's in a posture of prayer he has to stay there so he needs to know if the weather is cooperating if his prayer is successful so so he said he said and he said to his servant go up now verse 43 Look toward the sea, and he went up and looked and said, There is nothing, nothing is happening. <laughs> it is still 90 degrees, the sun is still shining. I'm about to get a sunburn, <laughs> but God promised me rain. There is no sign of rain. What do you do? You pray again. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus you don't throw in the towel and walk away you pray again the Bible says and it, uh, it says here and he went up sorry and looked and said nothing how many times he did it seven times he sent his helper up the hill to see and his helper came the first time Master, nothing. Go again a second time. You run up the hill. That day, he got his exercise. <laughs> that day. Oh, blessed. But don't you, don't you thank God for good help? They ne he never complained. He never, he never said, Master, you tired, pray. God, I give you praise. Thank God for good help. Amen. Good help. And he said, and it came to pass. Verse 40. 44 and it came to pass at the seventh time that he said behold there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand just just a little cloud still 90 degree weather but elijah knew from the time he saw that cloud he had broken through broken through signs of breaking through he saw it and the bible says here what did he do he stopped praying because he had broken through and he said and he said go up prepare your chariot and get down and the rain that the rain stop you not no rain as yet he saw a cloud but the man is so convinced that he has a word from god and and the bible says and it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heavens was what black with clouds and wind what did he do? He sped up the condensation process. <laughs> oh my God. God with he withheld it for three and a half years. In just a moment, he sped it up. 
just by praying a word from God. These examples are placed in the Bible for us since. We cannot overlook these examples. We overlook them and that's why we get frustrated and disappointed and disheartened. Since I can show you over and over again in the Bible. Now this is the kicker. God wanted to motivate us to keep pursuing and listen to what he told us about Elijah in John chapter, sorry, James chapter 5 verse 14. Listen to what he tells us about. This is the same man who shut down heaven, called the drought, break, broke the drought, called fire from heaven. This is what he said. Is there any sick amongst you? Let him pray. Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Amen. Colon. Verse 15. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed any sins, he'll be forgiven. Somebody say praise the Lord. Verse 16. Verse, I mean verse 17. Verse 17 I want to say. Elias, which is Elijah, was a man subject what? Can you go back to verse 16? I want to make a point and I'm done. Can you go back to verse 16? Quickly. Verse 16. He said, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This is it. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The word man here means human being. He's telling us the kind of prayer Elijah prayed in 1 Kings chapter 18. That is why he said, Elias. He's explaining, Eli Elijah prayer wasn't a passive prayer. It was not, bless me once, bless me twice, bless me thrice. It wasn't a type of prayer. Are you with me? It was a prayer of intercession. I'm not moving on that word. It wasn't a baby prayer. The man put his voice, his soul, passionate prayer. The Bible says that prayer must break through. That's a breakthrough prayer. And then he tells us the man who did it. Verse 17. Listen to what, as a way to motivate us. He said, and Elias, Elijah was a man subject to like passions. Do you know what like passions mean? Yeah, yes. Like passions mean similarly affected. He was affected similarly like we are affected. In other words, in, a, in other words, what it means is Elisha ate and drank just like we did. Elisha took a shower just like we did. Elisha put his pants one leg at a time just like we do. Amen. Elijah used the restroom, excuse me, just like we do. He said Elijah was a man. What he's trying to tell us is there is nothing special about Elijah. What is special is faith in God and having a word from God. If Elijah can do it, you can do it. Come and say it. If Elijah can do it, I can do it. If Elijah can do it, I can do it. All I need is a word from God. And you can move heaven on earth. A word from God. And, if, and, and, and when I say word from God, you, you're not trying to get a word from somebody. Or trying to listen. Did, did God speak? You take your Bible as a mature Christian. And you find yourself a promise in there. <laughs> Second Corinthians 1.20 says, In Jesus Christ, all the promises are yes and amen you find your promise in there you take a hold of it like a pit bull that is mine and i'm going to experience it and i'm going to do what i have to do until it manifests that's what mature christians do because elijah did it 
and he's a man of like passion. Isn't that a blessing, James? Father, we thank you for your word. Man, I have much more here, but I got to stop. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.